0: (laughs) Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question Why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel
1: And I'm Bria And each week we will look at life or family or the church And ask questions to help us as we journey through life together
0: So grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us Welcome. Season three. Still talking about expectations here today. I don't know why you said welcome made welcome? me uncomfortable. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> We're not, sitting across from each maybe other. Maybe not feel so, welcome. I wasn't saying welcome to you. I was saying welcome to all of our you invisible say listeners. welcome to me. I oh, that's not very nice. Because
1: <laughs> it's... It's a weird word. It's Anyways, true.
0: we're we're looking at expectations. We're continuing. uh This is what season three is pretty yeah. much all about. Yeah. Is expectations, and today we're going to be looking at specifically expectations of Christian leaders. Yeah. Expectations we of Christian leaders. just spent like leaders. five minutes
1: trying to define it through the yes, Bible yeah. and through Google. Yep. <laughs> trying to define like what what before you can understand what the expectation is, defining what is a Christian leader. That's right. Really, what it is. And it's really interesting. Everything that you like read and Google, I guess, the real preliminary information is just, it's like a type of leadership, mm. spiritual leadership, where you care about like the whole being and yeah. dignity and all of these like words that aren't Christian but are Christian, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So it was really hard to define like what is a Christian leader. And I think for the purposes of our talk today, it was really. We're leaders and Christians in all avenues of our lives, in, yes. in yeah. home, in the church, in work, in relationships, in parenting, whatever it is. If you call yourself a Christ follower, if you call yourself a Christian, um, then we're called to lead. That's right. We're called to yeah. lead others.
0: I was going to say, even if it's just something, it's not simple. So please don't take this as, oh, he thinks this is less of these. Uh-huh. If it's something as simple as leading the next generation to right. teach what you've been taught. Right. Because who who said it? What is it? Christianity is only one generation away. Yeah, I don't know who said it, but yeah, being non-existent. Right.
1: We were just talking the other day, but our kids' program, and like we do really like introductory Bible stories that, like, growing up we all knew about, even if we didn't read the Bible. Daniel yeah. the Lion's dead, yes. and like all these stories, and these kids are like, "What?
0: What's a Bible? Like,
1: what's God? Like, they've never yeah. heard of this stuff. So they it's thought really... it was like Zeus or Hercules. Right. Like, it's really interesting, stories, yeah. and it goes to show like what has our Christian leadership. Been. I understand yeah, that yep. these kids didn't, you know they're not in the church They don't grow up in the church but we're not just called to be leaders within the church no I would dare say we're called to be leaders outside of the church not yeah. in the church right? right so it's uh it's an interesting topic
0: I mean there's a there's a specific verse in the Bible that talks about being salt and light right and I mean those get noticed right so when you add a little bit of salt to food you know when right. you add too much salt you know when it's not salty enough you know right so it's this idea of um, you're talking about leadership within the church and mm-hmm. not just being leadership within the church. It's mm-hmm. this idea of what avenues in life uh, are open to me to right. be a leader within my community, a Christian leader within my community, uh, right. because ultimately w- we do want to influence culture. right? We want to point people to Jesus and influence culture. We don't want culture to influence no, us yeah. and what we do and to kind of fit our beliefs to, to what is the next the next thing that right. the world is, is handing us, right? That's not what it is. We believe in that, you know, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we stand on that truth. So it's not this. Uh, so we need to look for ways within our community, within our families right. and within our church to influence that culture for the better. Right? How do you do that? You got to be in the word. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. understand that. You got to understand your theology. You got to build relationships. Right. And, uh, and, and to be honest with you, having a basic understanding of
1: leadership,
0: leadership yeah. really, really helps.
1: Yeah, um, But you don't need that. No. And I guess that helps us jump in. Like, what is the expectation? What expectation do we have as Christian leaders? Yes. And, like, what expectation do we feel as individuals in a leadership position in yeah. a Christian organization? Yeah. Right? And I think the biggest one for me, um, and this is going to sound silly, it's the expectation that, like, my kids will always be in
0: order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Yep. <laughs> that because I am a leader in the church or within a Christian organization, that like my children... Will always be in order. Now, we read in Timothy that one of the qualifications for being like a deacon, which is the word they would have used, a leader within the church, was that your family was to be in order. But I have a hard time believing, and I should have looked up the word order (laughs) before we started what the original language was, but I have a hard time believing that that meant your kids must be um, seen and not heard,
0: <laughs> right? Or in a shirt and tie or a little dress on Sunday. Right. And, right. I think that's yeah. the hardest.
1: And maybe that's because I'm a woman and, and obviously because I'm a mom, but that's one of the hardest expectations for me. It's impossible. I can't live up to it, but it's one of the expectations that's, that's the heaviest on me because I've been told those things. That's right. You, you know, those things yep. have been pointed out to me. So it's hard. Um, my expectation of Christian leaders, the leader who is like above me mm-hmm. would be like, just authenticity like realness that yeah. you're actually going to tell me that like my my kids your kids are normal because my kids threw a rock through this window like do you know what yeah, i mean like right. relating and being normal and like stopping the elevation of christian leaders of like they're incredible and they have all of their stuff together all yeah, the time i true. think that's the one that i struggle with the most on both I ends yeah
0: yeah i think i i struggle with a lot more of my own expectations that I have on my leaders yeah. than I do those that have expectations on me. You
1: have a thick skin.
0: I, I do have a thick skin. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, think I, I learn a, more about that each and every day. And
1: I think that's an expectation. That True. people have okay. of Christian leaders, that they're going to have thick skin, that yeah. you can that say can whatever you it. want. Yeah. They can take it. Yeah. And you and I, obviously, in a similar position, you can take it. I'm going to go home and cry and eat some brownies. Yeah. That's <laughs> but right. that's just the difference but i think the uh, difference between us but we right? also
0: need to be real that that crying and eating brownies to you might be me coming home and getting upset with my kids it's a coping mechanism <laughs> and yeah i cope i cope by getting upset with my children no. but no, what i'm, I'm saying is is brownies. that that's how you let out that uh, frustration understood. right yeah. and yeah. so th- both are extremely unhealthy Yeah. i can't be, i'm sorry to say yeah it's extreme yeah we'll <laughs> talk about that later <laughs> um but where my my struggle is and then we'll kind of get into our Three areas that we want to look at here today. We don't want to keep you too long. Um, My struggle, like I was saying, was talking about my expectations of the leaders above me. Right. Where I'm of the mindset. I'm I'm a man. I'm very logical. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very logical. So uh, my assumption, my logical brain Mm -hmm. is if you're in a position above me, ergo, you should know these certain things. Right. And when you don't.
1: Yeah, I, I you struggle, have, you have I, I struggle with that. You have an expectation that leaders, Christian leaders, have a certain level of knowledge. Yes. Yeah. And a
0: certain level of understanding and a certain level of experience. Right. right. Uh, and and that's and that's my thing. So I'm very much and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it later on um, mm-hmm. cancel culture. And I think mm-hmm. that's with leaders, with followers underneath of them as well, is right. maybe that's what it is, is the moment it's like, oh, you didn't meet my expectation right. then. So nothing you do now is right. Right. Do you understand? I mean that's yeah. the definition of it. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat there. Yeah. I'm honestly in the same boat. I don't yeah. know. Where's my Enneagram people at? Enneagram people. You're eight. eight? You're I'm an eight. eight. I know. Yeah. So that's kind of where that And I'm a four. Fun fact, from.
1: apparently eights and fours are the most toxic relationship that there is. High five. Air high five. Yay! Yeah. Uh, why do we, why do we, (laughs) we're good. We're fine. It's fine. So there's three things really that we want to to touch on for Christian leadership. And I think it goes, this isn't for specifically for people who are in a leadership position. It's from our
0: experience. It's from our experience,
1: but it's for both ends. Those of us who are in leadership position and those of us who look to others, which is really under the
0: teaching of someone else. Right. And I think that's
1: really, really important as a Christian leader. I, we, discovered the importance of sitting under someone else so yes we um, lead a ministry here in our local community that ministry involves a congregation as well as other things Um, you uh, are you talking like me you You teach and preach um, every Sunday but that does not mean that you should not be sitting under someone's teaching. Absolutely, right? and I think that's a really, really important yep. little nugget piece. Yep, we are still in the <laughs> searching, but for a time there, we attended a church on Saturday morning. Yes, it was a different denomination as, as a family. As a family, yep. it was a different denomination than what we serve in, but like evangelical, same beliefs. It was whatever, an evangelical, right? Church, and yeah. it was amazing because we were sitting under someone's teaching and yeah. i think no whatever level you're at in christian leadership you need to sit under someone's teaching yeah, especially if you're um putting in those work the work on sunday morning or wherever, whenever your worship is yeah. it's so important to sit under someone's teaching so
0: Bria, yes. sitting under someone's teaching yes. um
1: don't r- quiz me the stress no, out no <laughs>
0: no no i'm not reading a specific author yes following a specific mm-hmm. leader on instagram mm-hmm. what's wrong with that
1: two things one it's you're, – you're putting all of your eggs in one person's basket. That's right. And secondly, Instagram, social media, um, even – and I'm not knocking large churches, but even like really, really large churches. Yeah. If you do not have a relationship with someone who is discipling you, that is a type of relationship where I can actually see your life. Yes. Because Instagram is not real. No. Books are amazing. I'm pro book 100% of the time, but they're teaching you on a topic, right? Like you you don't know that author personally, right? If you are not having some sort of relationship where you can actually see that person live, then you're not being discipled. Hmm. And I say that like with hesitancy because I understand like in our post-COVID world and like online church and all of this stuff, you know, Zoom groups, all this stuff is like good and it's important. It has its place. But if you are being discipled from afar or online, I would really, really he- like I would be hesitant yeah. because you're putting all your eggs in someone's basket that you you don't know really you don't what see their, their full life, life. That's is right. right, and the only person who is worthy of holding all of our eggs is Jesus.
0: That's, yeah. It's <laughs> a yeah. weird analogy. No, I'm sorry.
1: But really we do that a lot. Yeah. We put, Oh my gosh, this person shares my view on this topic and I'm so happy to hear them share that view. Yeah. Therefore, every single thing that they say has to be correct and I have to follow it.
0: That's right.
1: I'm not, that's Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but nobody else can hold that. Right. So I think that's, right. um, that's really the first thing that we want to talk about today was the caution of putting all of our eggs in one christian leader's basket
0: yeah and i mean we saw it with when you know when this stuff happened with ravi zacharias and people people were questioning their faith yeah that was the kind of the big moment for me is the sad part when you put all of your eggs in in the wrong basket yeah you start to question your faith and it's like holy smokes
1: who's your salvation through
0: Yeah, exactly. Who's your salvation
1: through? It's through Christ alone, right? And all of these people are there to help us learn and think and use our God-given brains to be able to discern um, different things and different questions and different theology. But if, like you mentioned, if one person falls, I don't Mm. even know if I like that word, but I have no other word to say. One person falls and and you really admired that leader. um, If you're questioning your faith and you're questioning all kinds of things, then you put way too much faith yeah. in that person and
0: not enough I faith agree. in Jesus Christ. And would you would you say um you know when you see a leader stumble that you really put a lot of faith in um would you say probably the emotion that goes with questioning your faith would probably be sadness and not understanding and would the emotion that goes with canceling yeah. is anger.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally.
0: So it's almost like your two emotions or your several emotions. But during that time can lead to a go to God or like completely get rid of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a time there. I think it was maybe even before COVID. There was a time where we were hearing about pastors who um, died by suicide like yeah. constantly oh my and they were young yep. and With they had young, young kids and young families wow. and it just seemed like it was one after another after another after another now mm. i didn't know these people personally i'd never heard them speak like i'm not saying all my eggs were in their basket mm. but you're right it was this emotion of like fear
0: yeah
1: and um um anger you know that we're fighting this spiritual battle <laughs> against yeah. satan and he's taken some ground here and Mm. I don't like that. Um, especially even though I do, um, we work alongside of each other, but because I'm your wife as well, I'm also technically a Christian leader's wife. Do you know what I Mm. mean? So I think it was that emotion of on my knees and praying and fighting for our husbands, but also it was just this like fear of, um, who's next. And I Mm. think when we put all of our eggs in someone's basket, it's like, who, who's next? You know, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. What's the next person going to do? What's that's right. What, uh, what ground is Satan going to take next? And it's yeah. just like scary and fearful and sometimes it makes us question God and that's mm. okay. <laughs> yeah. But where that questioning goes yeah, is where exactly. we can lead us down the bad path.
0: So it's this idea of, of, of cancel culture. It's almost based on um, whether, whether I agree with that individual's teaching or not and, right. and when they, when they stumble. Right. So it's almost like, Oh, if I've agreed with their teaching up to this point and then they have a stumble, well, we can, we can let it slide. Right. If they were coming out with stuff that was kind of like to begin with and then that happens, it's well, they're yeah. gone. I didn't like them anyways. They're gone. I yeah. Didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't, I didn't, like them anyways. Yeah. And That's I true. think that brings yeah. us
1: well into our next point too, where it's talking about how, um, you know, we don't want to put everyone, uh, all of our eggs in one person's basket, but we also need to realize that we are not, Christian leaders are not yes. perfect people, and they're going to make errors. And
0: even though we put all our eggs in, in Jesus' basket, right. I mean, we're sticking Jesus, with that Jesus's? analogy. Sure. Je- Jesus'
1: is It's like an Easter basket. It makes sense, right? In, Easter, in he in rose the again. basket of Jesus. <laughs> um,
0: that's, we're, we're still human. Right. And we can still make mistakes. Right. And we can still fall. We've all, sh- we all fall short. Yeah. The glory of God. Right. right? So... It's recognizing there's going to be falling. There's going to be right. stumbling. However... There's
1: going to be sin. There's yes. human nature. We have the same human nature. Yep. We Like, yes. And,
0: and that doesn't differentiate between Christian leader and, no. and a church attendee or a ministry partner no. or anything like that. No. We're, we're all human. Yeah. Um, however... There's a way to there's fall. There's a way to fall. Yeah it sounds so it weird does. isn't it does.
1: as soon as i said it i was like yeah, Ugh. but yeah. there is there there's a way um we we see throughout the bible we're talking about like confess confession and yeah. the spiritual discipline of confession and how it is a spiritual discipline because mm-hmm. it's hard and you have to work at it but how important it is to be able to have someone that you can confess to and say I've struggled with this. I've done this. And I'm yeah. not saying that the Bible lays out this like, okay, you are a pastor of a church and you have made an error. Step one, <laughs> do yeah, this. That's step right, two. yeah. Unfortunately, the Bible doesn't work like that. Wouldn't it be great if it I, did? I will
0: say if if there was that step process, it would be here are the... Uh, the five biggest sins, and yeah. if you've committed these, yeah. there's other steps. Let's look through David's that you, life. Do you understand? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you've done so, this, I you mean, do this. that's part of the cancer culture like, too, right? Your own if it's a little slip, you're fine. If it's a yeah. if it's a big slip, yeah. but you know, we declare with our mouths we don't rank sin. Yeah. However, but we kind of do um, in our hearts. Yeah, and I don't.
1: Again, I don't want to like drop Christian leaders' names or or, no, or pretend no, no. that I know more than I don't because I don't know a lot about it, but I do know recently, I believe um, there was a pastor, I'm not even going to say his name because I don't want to mess it up and and quote and do things wrong, but there was a pastor that was um, having some sort of inappropriate conversation with a member of the opposite sex and the board discovered it. And like he stood up in front of his congregation and said, this is what's happened um. Nothing went further. There was no like adultery or anything yeah. like that. Again, it sounds like I'm ranking it, right? Yeah. See? <laughs> but there, yeah. it didn't go further than a conversation. However, it was inappropriate, and I need to check my heart.
0: So Do you he, know what I mean. So he stepped down.
1: So he stepped down. Um. Taking a step back, figuring out what the next, not know what the next move is, but figuring out what's going on, confession, blah, 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 blah. Again, I'm not saying that that was a perfect example about like how exactly that has to be done and we all have to do that. However, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if we could stand in front of the body of Christ and be like, "Yeah, I struggled with this this week. I understand that I am your leader, but... Here's me leading by example. Yeah, I struggle with this this week. I need your prayers. Mm-hmm. I need your support. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. it's it's
0: next next uh, Sunday we're gonna get someone. Uh, this person's gonna come and speak because I right. just need these two weeks. And unfortunately, uh, yeah. there's
1: probably many churches out there and many there Christian leaders out there. Guaranteed. Who, two things: don't feel comfortable doing that. Don't want to do it or don't have somebody to step up and step yeah. in and help them out through a time of of stepping back and taking a breather and taking a break. Of course. So that's the sad part is it's not always like an a, a way to do things, but we can still, quote unquote, fall or yeah. confess the proper way, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I oh, think 100, that's important.
0: Oh, 100%. And then recognizing, and that's kind of going into – our our last area of mm-hmm. talking about it it's hard work what hard what that's work. talking about is once you once you I
1: didn't you, get that. Could you try? Oh, Siri did no, not thanks, get Siri. that. No,
0: thanks. <laughs> once you get to that point where you, you fall whether or or you trip or, or stumble whether right. you meant to or not right. whether you make it publicly known or not right. we need to recognize it's hard work It's hard work to work on it, Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: get back to a point where you can return, if ever, Mm -hmm. to a Christian leadership position again. And I know maybe someone's listening to this is probably going to shut this off right now. And I would say, um, don't. And first, (laughs) I would say, are you convicted? But second of all, (laughs) uh, uh, but second of all, because these are hard truths to hear. Mm -hmm. These are extremely hard truths to hear. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to uh, Craig Rochelle podcast mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good quote. He said, he was like, um, where you are and where God wants you to be mm-hmm. could be that one valley that you refuse to walk through. Mm-hmm. And and he said, it's, it's your decision to walk through the valley to right. get to where God wants you to be how many of us just wait on that other side? Right. Maybe some of us have done some really bad things and we need to confess them. Mm-hmm. And in order to be who God wants us to be, mm-hmm. it's that public confession, mm-hmm. that that stumbling, allowing ourselves to to kind of pull ourselves by the grace of God, yep. pull ourselves back, but then recognize it's going to be hard work right. to regain trust, whether that's with my congregation, my spouse, my mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Hard, hard work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and recognizing as well that there are still earthly consequences. Right. Right. So we have eternal consequences. Yep. Right.
1: That
0: Jesus saved us from. Je- Jesus saved us from, uh, but there are still earthly. earthly consequences, and this is going to be a big assumption. I, I wonder how many Christian leaders feel they are above earthly consequences Just when, when, in they, general, when they when they fall.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that's part of the pride problem too. Not just yes. with Christian leaders, but yeah. with all of us. It's this pride of... So so. Like, it's a holiness problem. Yeah. Well, let's call it space. Yeah. It's a holiness like problem. Word. It's yeah. a holiness problem. It's realizing that um, there are earthly consequences to our decisions. Yes. And those earthly consequences are not what Jesus died to save us from. That's right. Jesus died to save us from eternal damnation. Yes. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of important. Um, he wants us to live a holy life. He People throw that verse of he's come to give us a life, a life abundant, life full of joy, yeah, life this, yeah. life and that. People like to really cling on to that verse and be like, Jesus, I am not joyful right now. This is what you died for. That's right. Um, I, I would stretch to say I'm not entirely convinced that the life full of joy and full of freedom in Christ is a hundred percent meant on earth. (laughs) Mm. Do do you know what I mean? Like, this is, that's not what he, it's not the point. We see that he suffered not because of consequences of sin, because he was perfect, but he suffered. There was trials for him on earth. He was tempted. All of those things happened. Those things are going to happen to us too. And because of our human nature and because of the way we bend, Um, there's going to be consequences to our actions. And unfortunately, some of those consequences can be hard pills to swallow.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think, though, as we were talking about like confessing and and sharing these things, I think one of the biggest fears that we have as Christian leaders, I'll speak for myself, one of the biggest fears that I have as a Christian leader is if I share something that somebody else may deem unbecoming Mm. of of a spiritual leader or immature for a spiritual leader. If I share that thing, I'm going to be canceled. (laughs) Mm. And every single thing that I have said or done in the last 34 years is going to be canceled because of one error mistake I made. And I think that just circles us back to what we were talking about before with the cancel culture. It's, it's not, it is so anti what the gospel teaches us. It is so not what the Bible teaches us. I'm not sure if there's any other current, hot topic in culture right now that is just so polarized. Yeah. Jesus does not cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to say it, right? That's not how God works. That's yeah. not at all how he works whatsoever. So he, I think he wouldn't that have fear... given the
0: women at the well any time of day. I mean. If. <laughs> like, I mean, And that's just one. I'm not right? sure
1: anybody in the Bible would survive. Yeah. our current climate right now of the culture and just being kind of thrown out and and it that's it's really hard and it's really hard as Christian leaders to be able to fall well to be able to lead people well yeah. with that fear and understanding yeah. of how the world works
0: and I and I think before we conclude today it's also valid to say those who are listening uh, like think of us who are in Christian leadership perspective or, or um, positions. Um, First of all, I'm going to say you don't need to be in a position to be a Christian leader. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just put that out there right now. Right. Position
1: is not leadership. Position
0: is not leadership. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just to say that. But also, I think when you see individuals around you that are maybe heading down that way and you see some stumbling blocks maybe in the way, I think it's important that as a Christian leader, Mm -hmm. that's where if you haven't already – you step up and you walk with them and you lead up and you sacrifice. And and yeah. So it's looking at, it's great to that, that we can, we can pick on our leaders or we can look at say what we want, but how about us as Christian leaders? What will we do to kind of help others around us? Yeah. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I think just to like bounce off of that too, it's the understanding that um, if like you said, leadership is not positional. Leadership is, is kind of a life that God has called us all to live yes. in leading others to him. But it's also so important to understand that it starts in the home. Hmm. Um, I have read so many quotes of so many people talking about how the next revival is not going to happen In the church, Mm. how it's not going to happen in the ways that it has happened in previous times. It's going to happen from the homes. It's going to be that grassroots coming up from the bottom. And it's just understanding that we need to lead well in our homes. We need to teach our kids how to do all of this. And that's going to be the most important thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So
0: Christian leadership, sacred cows, uh, expectations. Yep. It's it's some some hard pills to swallow. Yeah. Some some things that uh, we need to sit on. We need to stew on. Yeah. Um, some things that we don't. That the Bible is very clear. Right. On it, it's just wrestling with it. Right? right. So we were saying. I was saying at the beginning of this, as we finish up. I was saying at the beginning of this. Um, it's almost like we have an earthly way of leading and a right. biblical way of leading, right. and when we don't agree. With the biblical way. Right. We automatically default to the earthly way of living. Right. Um, Makes us may- gets more comfortable. Exactly. We don't so, travel feathers. May we all strive mm-hmm. to be leaders like Jesus, to be biblical leaders, to not be afraid, and to know when we stumble, what to do about it, who to fall on, who to put all in in Jesus basket, all those eggs, mm-hmm. and to know that we will always 100% be better. Right. When we do that. Right. Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question, why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel.
1: And I'm Bria. And each week we will look at life or family or the church and ask questions to help us as we journey through life together. So
0: grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us you. Mm-hmm.